Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode four of The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, a.k.a. Clean Sheet Wipeout. And my name's James, a.k.a. FBL Drug. How you doing, James? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, pretty nice day up here in Manchester. I don't know why I'm going to talk about the weather every time, but <laughs> there we go. It's because you're so far away, mate, you know. Yeah, it's normally pissing down here, so it's nice to see... Uh, Nice to see a bit of sun. Yeah, that's true. Do much over the bank holiday? Yeah, I went for a walk up um, a big pe- a hill called Pendle Hill. I actually got told it's actually um, about witches or something. There's a, a witches walk up there. Um, okay. I didn't know that till uh, today. Someone from work told me. Um, nice. But yeah, beautiful view. You can see the uh, Lake District and uh, even North Wales because it was a really clear day. There you beautiful. go. Might as well make the most of it whilst there's not much football on, so... No, exactly. What about you? Um, what, the Community Shield at the weekend and then out and about with the missus on Sunday and Monday. Make the most of not working. It's always fun, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's good. It's good fun. So for the, um, the listeners and those watching on YouTube, for this episode, I think we're going to run through some transfers to start with. We've both picked five players and then we've got one that we'll discuss in depth together at the end that we think are either, you know, ones that you should be looking out for or reasons why you should be avoiding. Then after that, we'll look at our current draft teams, have a bit of a laugh. Neither of us have seen what the other team looks like at the moment. I know we've obviously got the international break to come and uh, potential injuries and further transfers, but just to see what our thinking is now, and then we'll answer your questions and then end the show. Is that good, James? Sounds good to me. There we go. Right, let's get cracking with these... um, Transfers then. Do you want to go first with your first choice? So one I've looked at is uh, Thiago Silva. Um, at 5.5 mil, I think they priced him just right. I think he he should start. Um, I reckon he would be a regular feature of their back four. Matt, Matt I think, since uh, he disagrees. Possibly. Um but he is also a wait and see for me in the fact that we're not sure how Chelsea's defence is going to be this season. I sense it will be improved um, as they have strengthened, but they were obviously very poor last season. So see early on the first couple of games, if they're keeping clean sheets, and then it's one to think about, one to, to put in your team as a sort of, a, uh, I think he'll be a consistent centre-back starter for them. Um, but as as always, you've got to get a feel for the way they're picking the team. So, like, he may be one to start, start in the Champions League or the, or even the League Cup. Um, but I would say he's more likely to start in the Premier League, in my opinion. And, I know. yeah. The, the reason I, I slightly different, I'm just a bit worried about his age. Um, I know he was getting reduced minutes with PSG, but I think he's been very much brought into Chelsea for his experience. They, they lack experience in that bat line. I know they throw Asper Equator as um, part of a back three occasionally, but he's a good asset to have that there, and he could be really good in training. Whether he starts every game, I still doubt personally, but could be proven wrong. At five and a half million, if he's a starter. I think the experience is exactly why he is going to start. Mm. Um, I think he's much more likely to not start as much next season, so 21, 22. Um, due to his age but I think that they've brought him in with this season in mind to shore up their defence and provide that experience and comfort to some of the younger players oh, yeah. I, I just wish we had got to see him 
two, three years ago, really, in the Premier League. Pretty yeah, 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 I think we've uh, potentially missed his best years, but uh, he's still life in the old dog yet. Yeah, oh, that certainly is. Um, I guess I'll go, I'll go to my first pick then, which is uh, an ex-Chelsea boy, and it's Willian, who's now gone to Arsenal. I think at £8 million, he's he's well-priced, and in the game he's owned by almost 10% already, which is quite surprising. Nine goals, nine assists last season. Quite a lot of them came probably post-lockdown. I'm interested to see how he fits in this Arsenal setup, though. It's not a player that I'd be jumping on straight away. Obviously, you've got Aubameyang probably playing out on the left there. They're likely to go with either Lacazette and Ketia up top. But they've also got players like Pepe. So, does he rotate with Pepe? Does he, does he play further wide? It's not a price point I want to be gambling on just yet. No. I no. think he could be. Soccer as well. Like, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Let's see how they're going to set up. It's, it's, it's one of those prices where it's, it's very much a wait and see for me. And I think other than Aubameyang in Arsenal, I, I won't be going near them to start the season. Um, I know there's the likes of Tierney and stuff, but I think William falls into that bracket of you've you got to wait and uh, see how they start performing. I don't know how Arteta is going to set up with them. The only one that I can really captain and play at the moment is Aubameyang, so... Yeah, I think um, a Bamiang is enough, to be honest. I think if you get a, a Bamiang and a Willian or another Arsenal attacker, that's just overkill. That's too, too much. much. Yeah, um, yeah. As good as Arsenal were looking in the Community Shield and so on, I don't think it's worth double, doubling up on attack anyway. I think maybe you could have a Bamiang and Tierney. That might be quite good. But a Bamiang and Lacazette or a Bamiang and uh, Willian, I'd, I'd advise against it. Yeah, no. I think you put the nail on the head there. It's it's a shame we didn't really get to see some of these players in the Community Shield for you know injury and COVID related. But but yeah, I was looking forward to seeing Saliba. Um, uh, it's quite frustrating to see him on the bench, to be honest. Uh, Agreed. Uh, it's it's one of those four and a half millions that it put me off a little bit. I've kind of gone elsewhere, which we'll find out later. So <laughs> oh yeah, we'll see about me as well. Yeah, who's next then? Uh, so next up for me, uh, easy. Uh, easy, easy. I'm not sure. Oh, I say, I say easy. We'll find uh, out. Obviously, a very good player for QPR. I uh, had a good season in the championship last season. I actually thought he was like a. I think he's an attacking mid, um, but I thought he'd be classified as a forward in the game. I just assumed he was, and didn't actually check till today that he's actually a midfielder. Yeah, six million midfielder. Um, and that makes him more attractive to me. Uh, he's, still, he's still not currently in my team, but uh, he is a, an attractive option for me. I think if Palace are going to be playing well, I, I'm going to want him in. Um, so he's definitely in my thoughts. Um, and I'll, I'd uh, say if you want a midfielder for six million, I'd say it's worth chucking him in. Yeah, well, you just got to look at his stats for the past few seasons. You got what in eighteen nineteen it was four goals and four assists, you know, not that not that prolific. But then you look last season, fourteen goals and eight assists for that QPR team. You can see why Palace have gone for him. And Palace's fixtures, I think, allow you to kind of see how they start to integrate. Because, you know, they play Man United and Chelsea in that first four. So you're not gonna jump on them straight away. But come game week five, six, you know, if you've got to save a bit of cash in one way to then, you know, bring back the likes of De Bruyne, Fernandez. He could be a good way to go. 
Yeah, I think like he may not even necessarily score on the first couple of games, but you'll be able to get a feel for how he's playing. Mm. Players can still play really well and look really threatening without actually uh, scoring. Um, so, like obviously, if he's getting subbed off in the 55th minute, then you, you're going to stay away. But if he's playing well and looking dangerous, then he's going to be one to think about, especially when they hit easier fixtures. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing his relationship with Zaha as well. On to your next one. Yeah. Um, I've looked at Ziyech for um, Chelsea. I know there's a lot of talk about him. We've all seen the assist that then he, well, I say the assist, puts on Cho's head, 50p head back to Werner and everyone's screaming that Werner scores, but Cho should be burying that in um, the friendly there. He had six goals and 12 assists in the 19-20 season, which is, is, is very good. But the season before that, in 18-19, when Ajax were prolific, 16 goals and 13 assists for that team. It's incredible stats. For, for a mid, an attacking mid, yeah, you, you want to be seeing that. And he's priced exactly the same as William, uh, 8 million. Um, I'd be more, you know, edging towards going with someone like Ziyech. I've gone Werner at the moment for Chelsea and I don't want the double up. But, <laughs> little spoiler there, but... Um, I think at 8 million, you know, you've got him and then Pulisic at 8.5. Come, you know, game weeks three, four, whatnot, if Chelsea are on fire, there's, there's no reason why you can't be doubling up on these players. I'm excited to see him in the Premier League. Yeah, no, as am I. Um, I think at that price point, he he could be a real bargain. Um, I'm potentially missing the boat if I'm uh, waiting and seeing on him. But... Mm. Uh, uh, you can always still get on him fairly quickly at 8.1, 8.2 if you're a bit late. Yeah, that's the worry. You don't want it to, to sail up, do you? But the last thing you need is you've waited to see for three games. He's He's got two goals and an assist and he's already up to 8.3. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, yeah, I could quite easily, I don't know, be sat on Greenwood with 7.5 mil, have 0.5 mil in the bank, but then his price rise means I can't get him. It yep. could be something like that. Yeah, it is a worry. Uh, so, on to Mario Lamina, for me. Uh, very cheap player to, to put in. I think he'd be an ideal fifth mid. Uh, he's probably going to start every game for Fulham. And he does have the potential to get the odd rare assist or goal. Um, I think, especially if he's playing every game as well, because um, he did get rotated occasionally with Saints. Um, I think... For 4.5 mil, there's not many better options out there in midfield. Um, so, as a budget pick, I'd uh, I'd recommend him. He he is a fairly defensive mid, but he on occasion can shoot from quite far out. I remember a cracking goal against West Brom yeah. for Saints. Um, <laughs> he's a very good player, very good player. It's just a shame that he's his attitude's a bit off. Uh, if you've uh, seen the Spurs documentary, he's a bit like a a deli alley climbing top. <laughs> yeah, it's very much, uh, he's got the potential, but I think he lacks the professionalism. You know, it's yeah. all about, the, the, the thing I now don't like him for is trying to sell himself with that really cheap YouTube video to, to Man United. Then, you know, it's all about getting on the lemonade. And, oh, tonic oh, like lemonade. What a dickhead. I, know, I can't stand him. That, that's the reason. And I know he went out to Galatasaray. And he, he's done okay out there. And it's, it's great to see him back in the Premier League. But Fulham fans have got to worry about his attitude. If they get the player, you know, that we know he could be, 
then at four and a half million, he's a steal. But he needs to show his professionalism. And to be fair, I think Fulham will drive that out of him. You know, I hope so. I hope he doesn't get distracted by the bright lights at London. Yeah, uh, probably part of the pool of going to Fulham. Doesn't surprise me. You're in the heart of London. You shouldn't get caught speeding around London, though. No. Right. Um, again, another Fulham boy uh, that I've picked up on, which is another ex-Saint, is Harrison Reed. Um, priced again at four and a half million. I think Fulham fans are very glad that they've signed him, and I'm glad to see him get regular starts because I've always liked him. You know, he's come through our ranks, come through as a youth player. I think he posted that he's been with us 17 years. You know, through the youth setup. So, you know. I'm glad that he's getting the chance. And he's a brilliant defensive midfielder. He's not an FPL asset, in my opinion. Like, he does a damn good job for what he needs to do, but he, he won't get you points. Maybe in the Sky game, he could potentially, you know, meet tackling tiers and stuff. But no, for me, I'd stay well away. Um, if you're going to go four and a half million in the Fulham, you'd probably edge towards Lamina because I think he's probably got more of an assist or goal threat than, than Reed will. But fair play to Fulham for getting him because, you know, he was very good for them in the championship last season and uh, hopefully he carries on this season. He's a good player. Um, just, yeah, he's going to be one of those two-pointers. Yeah. Just just consistently on a two. Um, yeah, great player for them. Um, yeah, as you said, also in the Sky game, yeah, he may be a bit... Of, Bit of a better option, but yeah, um, I'd be inclined to stay away. Like, yeah, out of the two, you'd pick Lamina because he's yeah. more likely to get an assist or a goal, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, you're not expecting Reed to be the one up there in the box, you know, for a corner or getting the odd Dendonka goal. He did well for me last season at four and a half million, but I think Reed will probably stay roughly in that price bracket and might get you two assists in a season, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, next up for me is uh, Rodrigo. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to claim to know too much about him. Uh, obviously, he's he's come from Valencia. Uh, he's got his goal scoring record isn't isn't amazing, but at the same time, that's why he's six million. Um, I think he has the potential to do something in the Premier League, and that's why I like the look of him. He will be obviously leading the line for Leeds. Uh, he's a better option than I, I say Bamford. So it's worth a punt and you can easily switch back to the likes of Metro or pay the extra 0.5 and get Antonio. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I may well uh, end up picking Antonio over him, uh, but it kind of depends on my budget and where I'm putting the funds elsewhere. I may have to downgrade to the likes of Rodrigo. Um, but I think if you don't want to go Mitrovic, I think uh, Rodrigo is a viable alternative. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how he does. Um... Stats-wise, what you got four goals, nine assists um, for Valencia last season. And he did get two goals and two assists in the Champions League, which, you know, takes a good player to get goals and assists up there. But I think Leeds fans will be wanting to see some more this season. You know, he's a very good signing. He's a decent price. I think, personally, I think he's a better option than Bamford up top. But wait and see for me. I think Leeds in general are very much a wait and see. And I think the fixtures allow for it. You know, at the start, we we're all like, oh, they're really well priced. But when those fixtures came out, it kind of gives you four or five games to, to see how they set up and how they've started performing in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think, uh, yeah, you potentially have the benefits of adopting him early. Like if, he, if you've got him in there, rather than uh, you might 
potentially get on the bandwagon too late. Like uh, I know a lot of people miss Pookie. They didn't get it. They were like, oh, he won't keep scoring. And obviously mm. he did. He uh, ran on a run of, what, it must have been at least about seven games. Uh, at least, yeah. Score Scoring every week. Um, I was I was one late to the party, the Pookie party, as it was called. <laughs> Even though my team was named after him, uh, I called my team Pookie Pies. It's a bit of a shit team name, but uh, did the job at the end of the day, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> the, the worry is that um, Rodrigo could potentially have a very similar season to Che Adams. And I know a lot of people got on him, you know, early last season as one of these enablers and he didn't really do anything to post up. I nearly did. I'm, I'm glad I dodged a bullet there, to yeah, be honest. Uh, I might be about to take the bullet in the form of Rodrigo, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll have a look. Um, my next choice is Nathan Ake. Um, obviously, Man City have picked him up from Bournemouth. Quite a fee. Five and a half million um, in FPL, but I'm most surprised by the fact he's already owned by over 10% of the people in the game. I don't know why, because I don't think Ake is as nailed as people think he might be. Um, we all know that Laporte will you know, start centre-back. I don't think Ake will be first choice alongside him. One, they're both left-footed. Um, don't know how Pep would feel about playing two left-footed centre-backs. But the other thing is he's not moulded to the way Pep wants to play. And because of that, I can maybe see you know, them rotating partnerships um, early on in the season with Laporte before they start to, start to really mould that team. I think, I think he will. Um, I think he's want, going to want to play the likes of Garcia. I think yeah, that'll be ro- sure. yeah, I think he'll be rotating between them. Um, I mean, we could obviously change our strategy if, like, you see, he's starting every week, but I, I doubt he will. We know Pep likes to keep the team fresh, um, injury-free, yep. and that's generally what seems to work for him. Yeah, um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Laporte and Garcia are the two starting centre-backs at the beginning of the season, and then we maybe gradually see Ake moulded back into the squad through the season, but I, I can't see him being first-choice this season, maybe next season, you know, he's a brilliant centre-back. He's exceptional at what he does. But I think Pep will surely want to mould him before he throws him in at the deep end. You'd, you'd think, but um, I guess we're, we can see what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, 10, 10% seemingly think that, you know, he's worth that gamble. And at five and a half million, they're, they're taking a big punt there. But... I, think, I think what people are thinking is they, they, they see the City have spent that money on him and they think, oh yeah, he'll go straight in the Take team. The start. So, they're, so then they're, uh, they're putting him in and yeah, he may not necessarily start no. every game, but almost certainly not every game. Yeah, I can't see it. Not unless they get another injury, which, you know, I'm hoping that they don't because I'd like to see them compete a lot more than they did this season. Mm. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see how they get on. Uh, the likes of Liverpool. And it'd be interesting to see how Liverpool get on. Like oh, yeah. if, they, if, they, if they start badly, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how they uh, keep keep going. Uh, they might lose a bit of belief. Uh, it's always that that season after you win, so it's the hardest one. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see you know how, how confident they are going into the season and how much commitment they've got. No, they didn't. I don't think they played particularly well in the Community Shield. Um, they got going maybe towards you know mid to end of second half, but I don't think they were brilliant. And uh, watching the likes mm. of Salah, it was a bit, 
bit unnerving. But um, you know, it's the Community Shield at the end of the day. They've got a couple of weeks to improve on that, don't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll we'll uh, see how they hit the ground running in the new season. But um, they did seem to look a bit like how they were in the last few games of last season. Yeah. Just not quite as sharp as yeah. they, they were in the first half of last season. Um, right, moving on to the next transfer. Uh, for me, Sheffield United, it's Ramsdale. I think he is the potential potential next Pope. Not guaranteed, um, but I think he will get a decent amount of saves and it kind of hinges on the sort of season that Sheffield United are going to have. Um, they may... They may regress, as we've mentioned before, but even so, I think he'd be a good option. I think uh, if they're not playing as well, he'll get more, more saves, and if they are playing well, he'll get clean sheets. Um, and he, on most days, we'll probably get a combination of clean sheets and saves. Um, obviously, he's in a better team than Bournemouth, but he's, his price has only been increased by 0.5. I think that's about right. I think 5 mil is enough. Uh, I think 4.5 would have been a bit cheap and 5.5 would be a bit too much. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on there. Um, 5 million, he gives you something to consider, really. I know for those that maybe aren't going with the old set and forget, you know, rotation at the start of the season, the likes of Ramsdale are priced in those positions that you can get on them. And I think you've touched on that, you know, he's joined Sheffield United, who were defensively you know, brilliant, especially at the beginning of last season. So if they can carry on that form, you know, he, he's a good shot stopper. He um, will definitely get save points throughout the season. Whether he picks up bonus, if they get clean sheets, we'll have to wait and see. But good signing, in my opinion. One to consider yeah, for you if you want to get into the Sheffield United, because a couple of the other defenders, I think, have been maybe priced 0.5 too much. So if you want oh, to get oh, in, certainly. I think you'd be more inclined to go Ramsdale, to be honest, yeah. if you're going to go into the, into the defence. Maybe Egan, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my my last uh, choice before we discuss the one that we wanted to both pick is uh, Hoiberg, another ex-Saint. Um, I think Spurs have got a really good sign in there, to be fair. he's I know we had the issues at the end of the season when um, he said he wanted to move and rightly Hasenhutl took away his captaincy, gave it a Prousey. But he's professional when he was called upon, still played the game. I think he's a brilliant uh, sentiment. He's incredibly passionate, drives, drives the team. And he's always looking to get forward. You know, that's one thing I noticed throughout watching him at St. Mary's is whenever he wins the ball, his first thing is to look up, get forward. And if he can't, it will take control, look around him and then um, try and retain possession. So I think under um, Mourinho, you could probably see him in that in that centre-mid role throughout the season. Wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm not too sure FPL-wise. I think he's a good signing football-wise, um, but FPL-wise, I would probably stay away from him, to be honest. Uh, last season aside, he's not not the sort of player that's uh, clinical uh, with a shooting. Uh, <laughs> he's not the best. He's often twatting into the stands, to be honest. Um, I, I As an FPL asset, I'd avoid him. I'd pick Suchek over him all day long. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's an FPL asset. I think he's a a good signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. To be fair, again for those playing the Sky game, and you know we're looking into it and trying to develop our teams in the next couple of weeks. Hoiberg could be a good option in the Sky game because he'll he'll be guaranteed to um, meet those tackle tiers. He's he's always mm. there, isn't he? So 
I think uh, having the likes of Hoiberg and Dyer, they may work to, well together. They they have a real grit to them. A real, depending on where they play, Dyer a real decent spine. Like uh, I think he'll be good for the dressing room as well. I think I think that that could really help their team spirit. Yeah, he's, got, he's got a bit of fight about him, doesn't he? You know, you, yeah, constantly seeing him. You know, picking battles and stuff in midfield there, and uh, I think that's kind of what Spurs need: someone to uh, stick a foot in. You know, get stuck in, maybe cause a bit of a, a ruck between other players, but yeah. under Mourinho, I think that's what he wants. Should we um, touch on this last one, which we both think yeah. is a, a mad transfer, and I think we all know that that's uh, Doherty. How he's gone from Wolves to Spurs for less than 15 million is fucking beyond me. Yeah. I don't Crazy. know how they pulled Crazy. that one off. Crazy. Daniel, Daniel Levy's done it again. Yes. <laughs> You know, I, I suppose, uh, you know, agencies and stuff there, there, there's links between, you know, Wolves and Mourinho and whatnot. But 15 million for a player like Doherty is a steal in today's market. You know, his goals and assists that he got last season, we all know what he plays. You know, there's, there's no point in us delving too deep into to how good he can be because we, we know it. But the worry is, is that stifled a little bit by going to Spurs? You know, I, I think his goal threat potentially, but the way Mourinho seems to like pushing that right back forward, you know, he could be getting a lot of assists there, you know, on the end for Harry Kane and defensively Spurs might be a bit more solid than Wolves. So he could get more clean sheets as well. Yeah, no, um, initially I was sceptical of uh, Doherty as a pick moving from Wolves to Spurs, but I think uh, if he's just essentially replacing Aurier, um, and playing that role, uh, obviously we saw him in, in amongst the, the assists uh, a lot last season. I yeah. think uh, Doherty could quite easily slot quite nicely into their their formation. Yeah, uh, as that attacking wing back, um, I think he has the potential to even equal or even beat what he's he's done at Wolves uh, with the players he's got around him. Maybe pinging balls into the likes of Kane. Uh, obviously pushing into the box like he does. Um, yeah. It's, um, yeah, so it's just one to look forward to. It's a transfer that I don't think anybody expected. And uh, was it when, when TalkSport kind of announced that it was happening, we were all like, yeah, bullshit. Uh, that's not, that's not going to happen. And then the story just kept running. And then obviously eventually we've seen that photo. Sky Sports announced that you've been officially unveiled and we're like, wow. So uh, there could even be people at the moment out there that currently have four Spurs players in their um, in their teams. You know, if they've gone down the route of maybe having, you know, Larice or Dyer, Son and Kane, now they've got Doherty sat there. There's uh, some people potentially with four players. So obviously your first transfer will have to be a Spurs player out. That that's part of the FPL rules. But you, you can have him, or you could have had him sat there whilst he was still a Wolves player. Yeah. So um, hopefully those those have helped you a few people out. Now 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 for a bit of fun, eh? Shall we um, yeah. have a look at our initial drafts? Because neither of us know what we're doing, and this is always quite a fun thing. We used to have a bit of banner in the in the Facebook group, but we've we've kept that. Yeah. Quite, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sure we'll disagree with a few decisions. Oh, absolutely. I'll I'll go first. Yeah, I'll let you go uh, first. Go on, then. So for the benefit of YouTubers, you'll be able to see. Uh, what my team looks like uh i'll run for for those of you on the podcast so in goal i've got mccarthy uh in defense we've got 
we've got Robbo. I've uh, changed here from Trent to Robbo. I've uh, wanted to get myself that extra 0.5 million. Still got Saliba in the team at the moment. I'm, I'm not put off by the team selected in the Community Shield. I still think he may start uh, start the season. And if he doesn't, uh, I've, got, I've got a decent enough bench to cope, I think. Um, uh, alongside Justin and Mitchell. I've got Mitchell over Ferguson because uh, it looks like he's going to start the season while PVA's out. Um, and then I could easily switch from Mitchell to Ferguson. Um, all hinges on Ferguson and his injury news. I think uh, he, he, uh, yeah, if he's back sooner, I may uh, start with Ferguson, but I think Mitchell's going to be the one for me for the moment. Into midfield, we have Suchek, Salah, Sam Maximum, and Aubameyang. Um, so, Suchek, five mil. We got uh, obviously the two premium assets there, Bamiang and Salah. Uh, I'll talk you through my plan. Uh, it's to move Salah to Kevin De Bruyne next week, and uh, next week the uh, after game week one, yeah. and then move that 0.5 saving up front uh, to a striker, which I'll talk through in a minute. And so my fifth midfielder currently on the bench, obviously as he doesn't start game week one, is Greenwood. And my fifth defender is Carl Walker Peters. And now my attack. I understand I've done this in a bit slightly weird way. Um but the attack is Ings, Vardy, and Rodrigo on the bench. Um so the plan is to I want Vardy for that fixture away at West Brom. Might even captain him, I'm not sure. And then I can change him with the 0.5 if I take a hit. Not again from Salah, change him to Kevin De Bruyne and upgrade Vardy to Aguero and then go into that game week two with a Aguero KDB double, which could be quite quite tasty. And uh, the guy I've forgotten is Neyland on the bench in goal. Uh, I'm sure you were dying to know that. <laughs> in, interesting team there. Um, couple of picks, obviously Saliba... Not sure I'd go near to to start with, but I can see why you're doing it. Um, I'm interested to see why you're starting Mitchell uh, instead of Carl Walker Peters. I know obviously this is a draft and things can change, but I know Palace are at home there. But I think Carl Walker Peters potentially has more of an attacking threat than Mitchell. Um, obviously Saints bias as well. I do like the fact that you've got Greenwood sat there, and uh, it means that you don't have to waste the transfer. And the Aguero talk is uh, one that I particularly particularly like. Again, we've mentioned this several times now, but ten and a half million for a fit and fire in Aguero. I shared a video uh, yesterday. I think that he he released that he's back training. Obviously, not not sure when he's going to be back fit yet. But um, if it's early game week one, game week two, yeah, people will be on him. Yeah, as long as he's back for game week two, I don't mind. Uh, no rush for game week one, no. as soon as he doesn't play. No, uh, exactly, so. But yeah, um, I just like the idea of having him. Uh, I was scared of not having Vardy, and I feel like maybe that's a better option than me having Martial sat on my bench, which is what I was going to do. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a, it's a reasonable team. Um, you, you, you'll see a reason why I'm not disagreeing with you on the Robo over TAA talk at the moment. Um, you'll see that shortly but 
there is there is the debate in the community at the moment of why why people aren't going to AA. And um, I mean, you he's exceptional. If if he blows you out the water, he's he's already owned by over fifty percent of the people there. So um, we we could get punished. But as you're about to see, I've done a very similar thing to you, James. For those on YouTube, you can now see my team. So uh, I've gone Ryan and goal. You know, uh, mainstay. Love, love the guy. Started with him last season. Going, going in with him again this season. I've got Dyer, uh, Walker Peters, Robbo, and Vinagre is my back four. The reason I've gone Dyer is I think that in you know Spurs back line, I think if they keep a clean sheet, he's going to be a bonus point magnet. He's one of those players that gets stuck in. You know, clearances, headers. Walker Peters, I really like as a player. Really glad that we've signed him. And um, I kind of wanted a, a Saints defensive asset for the start of the season because I really like our fixtures. Robbo, by far, I thought Liverpool's best player in the Community Shield. You know, ping and crosses in. Yeah, Trent was missed, but I think Robertson can match him. You know, he has done in the last couple of seasons. Don't, don't see why not. At the moment, I'm happy to take that risk um, of half a million. Um, I'm a bit worried about Trent's fitness to start the season. We might see otherwise, obviously. International fixtures coming up, whether he gets game time. But for now, Robbo's there rather than Trent. And then Vinagra, you know, he's four and a half million. Wolves have got decent fixtures. He's not set in my team at the moment. I'm a bit worried about the fact that Wolves seem to be losing players and not signing. Um, but for now, four and a half million, he's in. My midfield is then Son, um, Suchek, Salah, and Abamyang. So I want Abamyang for those first two fixtures. I think I potentially, undecided yet, but potentially captain him rather than Salah that first week anyway. And I wanted a Spurs asset uh, for the first few games going forward as well, but I didn't want to commit the funds to Harry Kane. So at the moment, I've gone Son. I could go Deli Alley, and I know that some people might think, oh, what the fuck are you doing? But um, he's a million cheaper than Son, and if he starts you know, further forward again like we've seen him at the start of Mourinho's uh, tenure at Spurs, then I think Deli Alley could potentially perform again this season. But for now, I've gone Son. And then up top, I have gone Werner and Danny Ings. Werner, I love the look of him. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant striker. And um, I can see him firing from the off for Chelsea. And I've gone Danny Ings, you know. Got, got to go with my, uh, my heart here. Because um, I've seen a lot of people go with Che Adams. But for now, I, I kind of want to make sure that I've got the main striker at Saints. And again, for those, those first fixtures. So I've gone Ingsy. And then on my bench, this is, this is where I'm not too, too thrilled. Uh, I've obviously got Button for the Ryan rotation, just in case Ryan gets injured. I've gone Basuma, um, I think four and a half million uh, Brighton midfielder. See a lot of talk about him, you know. Brighton fans seem seem impressed, and I think he'll play. So I've I've gone him for now. I've gone Mitchell at four mil. I know he started uh, the last two or three friendlies for Palace, and at four million he'll sit there. The one that I'm gambling on and praying that he gets. Um, a spot elsewhere rather than sitting at Liverpool. And I know Klopp said otherwise. Brewster at four and a half million. Because if he stays at Liverpool, he's not going to play. And I'm going to have to rethink this because I don't want a non-playing you know, striker to start with. But for now, that that's where I am. All right. 
Yeah, the bench is a bit questionable, um, but I, I guess that's where you've uh, managed to maximise elsewhere. Uh, obviously, those savings from having Brewster. Obviously, you may rethink it if he doesn't go on loan. Um, Vinagra is a questionable one, I'd say. Um, but that aside, I think it's a, it's a pretty good team. Uh, I didn't expect to see two Spurs players in the team. Yeah. Uh, I think their fixtures are brilliant. Um, I know people might be put off, but I'm going with them for now. But defensively, I think they'll improve this season. And um, I just really wanted a, a Spurs attacker. I will be looking after after game week two. It will probably be a Bamiang to KDB. And depending on how Salah is performing, it may well be Salah down to uh, Bruno for United. I could also, you know, in tweaking this team, might downgrade Son um, and then use their funds to upgrade Brewster if, you know, he doesn't get a move. You know, there are players kind of in and around the six, seven million that I could touch on, maybe even eight if I went to Deli Alley, free up some funds for um, Brewster up to someone like Mitrovic. But yeah, this is, this is where I am for now, really. It's uh, still got a couple of weeks, don't we, before uh, the season kicks off. Got the international breaks. You know, anything could happen during then. People could get injured. Injuries, uh, signings. Um, I mean, Aubameyang could move. Uh, he's obviously not committed to a contract. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> and he avoids every question. <laughs> yeah, scare off the Arsenal fans now, eh? <laughs> um, but I, um, if he stays at Arsenal, then I think he, he's a great option this season. A fantastic option. Oh, yeah. And the fact he's been, you know, put to a midfield slot rather than that forward role just just adds to his potential really doesn't it yeah it makes him even more appealing um, I think he's always one to consider anyway but as a midfielder I think he's got to be in there right well uh, those are the drafts so we've kind of been sent in some questions um, the first one the ever present Ronerid9 thanks again for your question mate um, is it smart to avoid triple up on teams given that COVID could cause postponements if outbreaks are within a team. This seems more important now than ever to have 14 regular starters in our squads too. What do you think? I think that's a decent point. Uh, I think, uh, ha- say you have two triple-ups in your team and then COVID wipes out, I don't know, that game or those two teams' games, then you're going to be, you're going to have a real headache on your hands, like a real problem on your hands. But I'd also advise just against, unless you, they've got a real good set of fixtures and you really want all the all three assets, I'd advise against tripling up anyway. I'd I'd say only for special occasions. Um, I'd say mainly... <laughs> Christmases, anniversary. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't want to spoil yourself. Uh, I'd say like normally a double up is enough. Uh, one example of a triple up that I think I did last season that worked was a... Uh, I think I tripled up on a Sheffield United defence, be it like yeah, Henderson yeah. defenders. I think that worked for me. I think when you sense a team is on form and consistent with regards to clean sheets or attacking returns, like the yeah, last season as well, the United trio, that's what really fired me up the uh, ranks. So I wouldn't necessarily say don't do a triple up. I'd just say only deploy it when you really think you're gonna you're gonna reap the rewards. I think we can't let COVID dictate the way we play the game too much no. because otherwise 
I mean, everyone's going to be at the same disadvantage if fixtures get postponed, if these things happen. But I'd say play it as if that isn't going to happen. Just you can deal with that when that happens and that's not your fault. That's out of your control. But until then, we it looks like the games will go ahead. So I'd uh, say triple up if you fancy it, if you really see an opportunity to do so. But I'd say starting the season, don't triple up. Yeah, agreed. I mean, obviously I'm coming from a place where at the moment I've technically got the Brighton triple up um, with obviously Ryan, Button and Basuma. But it's not a triple up, I think, that would massively affect me. You know, obviously goalkeeper-wise, yeah, sure. But Basuma could quite easily be, as we've discussed, you know, Mario Lamina. Yeah, four and a half million for a Fulham asset and then I've got that covered. I've not, you know, gone triple on a team there. I think, yeah, you definitely hit the nail on the head there that I think if you see a team in form, there's no reason why you can't jump to, to triple up on, on teams and uh, it can massively put you up the ranks. But maybe not from the start of the season. You know, there's a lot of unknowns and I know we all hate it, but yeah, COVID does play a part. We shouldn't be running scared of it going into the FPL game because like you say, we're all in the same boat. But maybe stay away from too heavy a triple-up to start with and then see how things play. Agreed. The second question that we've got in is from um, David Strom. And it's, what are your thoughts on six million pound strikers? We've got Mitro, Adams, Ayu, and now especially Rodrigo as enticing options. But with bigger midfield being the meta at the moment, it's not the easiest price points to fit into our teams. What do you think? I think there's some uh, decent options there, some riskier than others. I'd say probably maybe I use the safest option out of them in terms of fairly consistent returns. Um, however, I'd say obviously a lot of people have gone Mitrovic. Um, I think he has the potential to do well. Obviously, he had a good season in the Premier League uh, when he was last here. Um, Obviously, the bookings is a potential concern, the potential yeah, yeah. to be sent off. Uh, I mean, if he gets a straight red, then he's not in your team for... Well, he's, he's a transfer burned, essentially. Shea yep. um, Adams, obviously, is a very... Because I'm going Ings, I'm not going Adams. But if I wasn't going Ings, I'd be very tempted by Shea Adams. I'd probably have Adams if I didn't have Ings. Yep, no. So, if you don't have Ings, I'd say it's worth a pun on Adams. Yeah, I think you're right there. Um, I think Che definitely starts as an uh, English strike partner this season. And um, we, we've seen that he's kind of broke that hoodoo at the end of last season. Ended up getting was it three, four goals um, last few games. So it's so much more confident. Yeah, it's six million. You can't complain. He's uh, again starting in the preseason friendly, you know, with what I believe to basically be our first team lineup. And uh, we got another goal there. So. Provided he goes into the season full of confidence, he could be a really good option at six million and a and a good enabler for those that don't want to maybe stretch the eight and a half for Danny Ings. Yeah, agreed. Um, Rodrigo is just a punt for me. Uh, if I do stick with it, it will just be see how it goes. Like he may even start on my bench, so it's not necessarily because obviously Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. if he scores first game, then great. He's already in the team, but. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think if Leeds are going to score, it's going to come potentially from him. I think uh, he has the potential to do something. I think obviously having scored in the Champions League, played for a team of the standard of Valencia, 
I think uh, if the crowd there is uh, there is no crowd that that's not that's not a factor. <laughs> <laughs> it's about going about the least fans getting behind him, but uh, that's that's irrelevant, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe summer twenty twenty one. We'll see. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Next season, bring him in, lads. Uh, uh, yeah, but no, I'm. Uh, I think he's just a bit of a pun for me. I think at that price point, it's not too much of a risk. I'll. Maybe more inclined to bring in Antonio, have start Antonio to be honest, uh, for the extra 0.5, but I'll have to see where I am budget wise. Yeah, agreed. I think obviously we've got um, moving on to, to next week, we've, we've got the international fixtures in between that. So it'll be good to see kind of if players do pick up maybe a bit of form of the international break. We, we maybe see the likes of Trent get some minutes behind them. Hopefully, we don't get any major injuries and uh, we might even see another transfer or two who knows maybe we might even see Messi back in the Premier League eh? well then yeah <laughs> I bring up a whole host of problems if oh, it would. these drafts would be getting torn up absolutely torn yeah. up 14 mil maybe 15 mil who knows, in? Who knows? <laughs> even then I think what 70% of the game after Wodham surely you know to, to have Messi in your FPL team we'll see yeah just uh, just because you can <laughs> yeah well um on that note it's been nice chatting to you mate and uh thanks everybody for listening and watching and as always you know we really appreciate you you guys getting involved commenting liking sharing subscribing all helps us and um we'll speak to you next time thanks james cheers matt bye